Hello everybody, welcome back to Young and Biblical. My name is Cruz, and I'm finally, finally back with another episode. With this episode, I'm going to be starting Season 2 of Young and Biblical. And you may be asking, I didn't know there was a Season 1. Well, to tell you the truth, I didn't either. <laughs> um, but I thought about two weeks back that uh, I'm in a good place right now to where I can upload again. And that's the reason I haven't been uploading. It's been five months, in fact, since the last upload. So I'm, I'm in a good place now where I can upload and put more time into the podcast, and I think that's good. So with Season 2, I'm going to have a couple changes to the podcast. Uh, first off, I'm going to upload less frequently, which I know, haven't uploaded in five months, can get less frequent than that. But it's going to be like a once-a-month thing. Um, it will allow me to bring more quality to the podcast, and how I was doing it with the once-a-week kind of thing just allowed for more content, sure, but less quality. And I think once a month will allow me to study more and put more effort into it. The second new thing that will come with Season 2 is the addition of more guests. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get a guest for the first episode. However, I plan on having one next episode, and I'm going to try to do it at least every two episodes or so. And the third thing is the addition of putting the episodes on YouTube again, which means better audio quality because I have to convert it to a, a iMovie thing, and it's a whole hassle, but it, it does make the episodes sound better. So I hope you guys are as excited as I am for the return. So without further ado... Let's get into the episode about Calvinism and Arminianism. So, what is Calvinism? Well, Calvinism is the belief created by John Calvin in the 16th century, I believe, that humankind is suffering from a thing he calls total depravity, which states that every aspect of humanity is corrupted by sin. Therefore, human beings are unable to come to God on their own accord. And um, there's a bunch of other points, such as unconditional election, limited atonement, irresistible grace, and perseverance of the saints. It's a, a whole acronym called TULIP. Um, I'll go more in depth later on into the episode. So that's the basic theology of Calvinism, is that we suffer from total depravity, that we can't come to God of our own accord. Now, Arminianism was created by Jacobus Arminius, which is a really cool name, must state. But he believed in a thing called partial depravity, which means, yes, he understands that every aspect of humanity is tainted by sin. It's our human nature. But it's not to the extent that human beings are unable to place faith in God of their own accord. Um, there's also different points on the TULIP acronym that Arminium, Arminium? Arminianism uh, goes into, and I'll, I'll get into that as I explain Calvinism to the same point, but the main focus of the theology of Arminianism is partial depravity, that we come to God of our own accord because, you know, we have free will. Support Calvinism and support Arminianism. Well, for Calvinism, you can look in John chapter 6, verse 44, it reads, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. So, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. So, God must call 
a person for them to be raised up on the last day, which means they'll go to heaven. Or you can look at verses like um, Romans 9.16. So then it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who has mercy. So it's not our own free will, but it's on God who gave, had mercy on our souls. And that seems pretty, pretty airtight, you know, that, you know, that point of Calvinism is the right one. Then you look at Arminianism. You can look at the most famous verse in all of the world, John 3.16. Everybody knows it, whether it's from wrestling, whether it's from Tim Tebow, or whether it's just from reading your Bible. You know John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And, as we read there, whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So that's not, you know, God calling him, calling whoever it is to believe in him, but rather just believing in him. Um, you can look at other verses for, like, Romans 10, 13. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It's not God calling them, it's them calling on the name of the Lord. And, you know, I'm, I'm torn on this point. I'm torn on the whole argument of Calvinism v. Arminianism, to be honest with you. But, you know, it seems pretty airtight on Calvinism, so I agree on the total depravity of man, that we're called by God um, to be saved. And if you've watched my testimony, I talk about myself feeling like I'd been called. Uh, when I got saved, you know, I'd, I'd gone to a church camp for four years and got saved on the last one, but I felt the tugging the first year. So I, I can see total depravity is the correct answer here. So the next point in the five points of Calvinism and of Arminianism is on election. So... Uh, what Calvinism believes is called unconditional election, which essentially is God electing individuals to salvation based entirely on his own will, not on anything inherently worthy in the individual. While conditional election, uh, God elects individuals to salvation based on his foreknowledge of who will believe in Christ unto salvation, on the condition that this individual chooses God. It's it's very similar to the first point for uh, Arminianism, you know, um, and for Calvinism. You know, every aspect of humanity is corrupted by sin, and for Calvinism, human beings are unable to come to God on their own accord. But you see in conditional election, which is for the Arminianism, um, God elects individuals to salvation based on his foreknowledge of who will believe in Christ unto salvation on the condition that the individual chooses God, not that God chooses the individual. And that's essentially what it boils down to. Um, Arminianism, you choose God. Calvinism, God chooses you. And it's it's a tough one to pick on, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into some verses real quick on each point. Now, a lot of the verses I said for the first point of depravity also fit in here, because it's very similar. Like Ephesians 1.5, 
It says he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. I specifically chose that one because of the word will uh, in the definition of um, Calvinism for the election part of the unconditional election. It says God elects individuals to salvation based entirely on his will. So I think that's a that's a pretty fair point for Calvinism there. And then um, you can look at the same verses we read for Arminianism of John 3.16 and um, you know Romans 10.13, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And 1 Timothy 2.4, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. These are all points for election and unconditional election, conditional election, both of them. Um, for this one, it's it's pretty similar to um, the depravity argument. And I on that one, I kind of sided with Calvinism. And I think I'm going to have to do the same here um, with believing that Calvinism has that point correct. Which we'll be moving on to the next one, which is limited atonement which is probably the most controversial of the five points. So I will get into some verses on it and explain what the big controversy of it is. The next one is atonement. Limited atonement and unlimited atonement. Limited being for Calvinism and Arminianism, having unlimited. So, what does it mean? Well, the limited atonement essentially is Jesus only died for the elect, which means if we go back to the total depravity and the unconditional election, um, you know, God elected individuals to salvation based entirely on his will, which means Jesus only died for those people that God chose himself, as opposed to Arminianism's un unlimited atonement. Jesus died for all, but that his death is not effectual until a person receives him by faith. So, essentially, uh, Jesus' death, taking away all the sins of humanity, uh, it's like a check. You know, it's not in your bank account until you cash it. That's unlimited atonement in the form of Arminianism. So, this one I feel like is where a lot of people get turned off on Calvinism. Um, just that, you know, God specifically chose so many people um, to go to heaven and condemn a lot of people to hell. And I, I get that. I'm, I'm for him on that. Um, I'm going to get into some verses of, you know, what favors Calvinism and what favors Arminianism on the point of atonement. All right, for the verses concerning atonement on Calvinism, choosing Ephesians 1.4, which says, Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. And also, uh, back to Romans 9.16, So then it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who has mercy. Uh, these verses point especially in Ephesians 1 4, uh, that, you know, God shows who is going to be saved and who Jesus died for. Um, and then you look at the verses for Arminianism. 
Um, I think the best verse to use would be um, 1 John 2 2. It says, He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And I think, I mean, that's pretty clear cut right there that, you know, Jesus died for all of our sins. And, um, you can look at a bunch of others, like my favorite verse, which is Romans 1.16. It reads, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of Christ to all who believe, to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. Um, I think that shows that, you know, as long as you believe, every person who believes will uh, be saved. And so I, I definitely favor Arminianism on this, because I... I genuinely don't believe that God would condemn people, like, from birth to hell. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. It's not in his character. You know, God's a loving God. So it doesn't make sense for, you know, not to give a chance to a bunch of, I mean, there's 7 billion people in the world. I don't know how many people are going to be saved or be in heaven when we end up end up there. I know a number that's tossed around is like 144,000. I forgot what religion believes that. But, you know, let's say that's the right number. That's 7 billion people gone to hell without a chance. That just doesn't make sense to me. And Yeah, so I, I believe Arminianism on this point for sure. Alright, so the next point is on irresistible grace and resistible grace. Irresistible being in favor of Calvinism, and Arminianism being in favor of resistible grace. And the definition of irresistible grace goes like this. When God calls a person to salvation, that person will inevitably come to salvation. Which means, essentially, God's calling you to come, you're coming. Like, there's no way you can get out of it. He says you're coming, you're coming. Um, and resistible grace is kind of the opposite. God calls all to salvation, but that many people resist and reject that call. I, I think that's something we can see in our lives, or not our lives, but other people's, maybe our lives, I don't know. In other people's lives, you know, family members or friends, you know, you share the gospel with them. And, you know, they resist that call. That, that could be a way of resisting a call. And so I'm going to get into some verses here in a sec. Um, I've been texting with a friend on this topic, and uh, he gave me some cool, like, websites to talk about and some verses that he thought was really cool for it. So let's get into those. All right, so for the verses concerning irresistible grace, which is the point of Calvinism, we're going to go to John 6, and in John chapter 6, we're going to look at a couple of verses, not just one or two. Starting in verse 37, All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. We go on to verse 45 and 46, It is written in the prophets, and they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God, who he has seen the Father. And then in verse 65, it reads, And he said, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by the Father. 
all of these verses are saying pretty much the exact same thing. You know, no one can be saved unless they are called by God. That's the point it's making. Uh, um, uh, Jesus, is, Jesus, from his own mouth, is saying, no one comes to, to me unless they are called by the Father. That's pretty, you know, hard evidence right there. If that's a court case, you're getting convicted. Um, so yeah, that's that's the main point of irresistible grace that I, that I found. There's a couple other verses, but there's a bunch of verses supporting irresistible grace. If I'm being honest, and let's go into um, into verses that support resistible grace, or the Armenians' point. We're also going to be in John. It's going to be in John chapter one. Verse 11, it says, He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. So, Jesus came to them. And, um, you know, he, he went there, and his people did not receive him. So they resisted the grace that was Jesus. And then we'll look in verse, or Romans 1, 18. It reads, one second, let me turn there. Uh, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. They resist uh, God in that moment. And for my point of view on this, um, you know, it, it's tough to really choose a side on this one. It, I'm probably the most on the fence with this point than any other point. But I'm happy to side with Calvinism, probably. Um, just on the fact that the verses that I read concerning Calvinism, and there's a bunch more verses, came straight from Jesus' mouth. And, you know, Romans is written by Paul. John is the one uh, speaking in verse 11. So I, I have to side with Calvinism and irresistible grace that, you know, God will call people and they won't resist that call and it, it's important to point out what is the call you know um i had a friend of mine i've been texting about the episode and he said um it's important to note and distinguish that you know um a general or external call is resistible so you know me Going up to somebody at the supermarket talking to them about Jesus, you know, that call is resistible because it's not from God, it's from me. Um, and, you know, an internal call, which is going to be effective uh, because God is the one who opens that person's heart. So it's, it's very important to distinguish that so that you don't see that the irresistible grace isn't you, like, uh, going up to somebody and telling you them about Jesus. That's not what it means. So yeah, that's the verses I have for uh, Calvinism and uh, Arminianism for the point of irresistible and resistible grace. The last and final point concerning Calvinism and Arminianism is on the basis of the perseverance of the saints, which means... Uh, in favor of Calvinism, perseverance of the saints refers to the concept that a person who is elected by God will persevere in faith and will not permanently deny Christ or turn away from them. 
Conditional salvation is a view that a believer in Christ can of his or her own free will turn away from Christ and thereby lose salvation. Now, um, obviously conditional salvation is pertaining to Arminianism and Calvinism has the perseverance of the saints. These are two points that some Arminians don't even believe in. They sometimes, or some Arminians deny conditional salvation instead hold on to eternal security which is similar to what the Calvinism, Calvinists believe and that you know once you are truly saved you will not turn away from Christ and I've got a, a couple of verses most of them are honestly in favor of Calvinism but there are some that are in favor of Arminianism so a verse that I found when I was looking for uh, talking points for each Arminianism and Calvinism for uh, perseverance of the saints, or conditional salvation, I found Philippians 1.6, which is in favor of Calvinism. It says, He who has begun a good work in you will perfect it to the end. So, if God began working on you, He elected you to be saved, to be a Christian, then you will not turn away from it. You will perfect it to the end. And then another verse that I saw uh, that kind of refuted what Arminianism says with um, regards to turning away from the faith, like once you're saved, you turned away from the faith, was in 1 John 2.19. It says, those who went out from us were never really with us. So, you know, they had a false profession of faith where they said, hey, I'm a Christian. I believe in Christ. I believe he died for my sins, but they really didn't believe it. They truly weren't saved. And so, for this, I, I feel like I have to side with Calvinism on this, which, if you've been keeping total, I've sided with four out of five of the Calvinist points, rather than Arminianism, and the only Arminianism one was atonement, because I didn't believe in God's, in God's character, he would condemn somebody to hell off the rip, you know, right off the bat, you know, they're going to hell. I, that's just not what God would do. So I, I believe four out of the five Calvinist points and the one Arminian point. So I want you guys to DM me on Twitter or Instagram or email me at, at youngbiblical at gmail.com. Just anything. Just letting me know what you guys believe and why you believe it and any specific verses that sway you to either way. Uh, at the end of the day, none of us really know. It's you know, trying to get into the mind of God, and, you know, our human minds can't process that. So, if you guys have any opinions on it, send them to me. I'll, I'll read them, I'll respond, see what, uh, see what all y'all are thinking. And let me know if, like, your opinion got changed to either Calvinism or Arminianism with the points I brought up. So thank you guys for listening, and let's get right into the recommendations. Alright, so for my recommendation for this episode of Young and Biblical is going to be The Reason by Lacey Stern. It's a song. Uh, it's inspired by Billy Graham preachings. I got recommended it, as a matter of fact, about a couple weeks back. Uh, it's really good. It's um, kind of like a rock kind of thing. So if you're into like rock music, it's really good. Highly recommend it. Very great message. Uh, loved hearing it. 
and it's got really good lyrics, and I think you guys will enjoy it. So, if you're interested in that kind of music, uh, check out Lacey Stern, The Reason. Alright, thank you for listening to episode one of season two of Young and Biblical. If you enjoyed, please follow me on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, you can like it on Facebook, at Young and Biblical, on across all platforms. If you listened on YouTube, please subscribe. Uh, you'll keep up to date on episodes whenever I release them. And on Spotify, you can follow there. Uh, Apple Music, I believe, you can follow there as well. So, yeah, thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.